everybody. Welcome back to the Dallas Birth Guide Podcast. I'm your host, Yuki McGregor. Today's guest is Madison Levy, who is a new mom, and she is going to tell us about her birth story. So welcome, Madison. Hi there. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be on. Yeah, me too. So tell us a little bit about yourself and kind of your first walks through pregnancy to start with. Well, I'm a first-time mom. This is my first baby. I've got a little girl who's now almost six months old. Her name's Temple, and um, I'm from Dallas, and I've always been very into a holistic lifestyle, eating organic, um, fitness. I used to be a trainer, so that's always been important to me, but I never really actually thought I would have a natural birth. <laughs> I had, a, you know, you grow up, you don't really learn about that unless you just happen to have parents or someone that has, and my sister chose to have a birth in a hospital, which is great. There's no there's no right or wrong way to do it, I don't think. But um, once it kind of came to that point where my husband and I got married, we got married two years ago, I kind of started thinking that way. And I had, you know, read some books. I, I love to read all sorts of holistic books. I read the Mama Natural book, and then I watched some births. And then I had one friend, not a super close friend, that had a natural birth. And I saw her birth video, and I just thought it was so inspiring and touching. And that really was whenever I was like, I could totally do this. <laughs> that is awesome. I love that you mentioned at the very beginning of that that it's not something that people normally talk about, having a natural birth. It's not like where your brain first goes when you think, I want to have no. a baby. Yes, exactly. It's Unless you really know someone or you really put your own time into learning and kind of doing your research, which is kind of what I tell all my friends is it's kind of up to you to do your own research to figure out what the best birth is for you. Because I think that there's how I have a child may be great for me, but that might not be what's best for someone else. Oh, yeah, that is so true. And I 100% agree because it's kind of similar. So my sister also chose to have a hospital birth. And just knowing our personalities, we would not have done well if the rules were reversed. It just exactly. it wouldn't have gone as <laughs> I well. I yeah. with my sister about it because after I had Temple, she, you know, saw how great, how easily I healed and just how awesome Temple was and just how much I loved the birth. And she was like, do you think I could do this? And I was like, you can totally do this, but you just have to be mentally 100% in. You can't, you can't somewhat think you're going to do it. You got to be ready for it. <laughs> yeah, very true. So how was your pregnancy with Temple? I mean, was it, did you have a relatively good pregnancy or were there some rough spots for you? You know, overall, I can't complain. I had a, I had a really great pregnancy. I'd say the first trimester, I always say is kind of survival mode, at least for me. It was, I didn't really do, I was, you know, as it being my first pregnancy, I was a little nervous, so I didn't really, and I loved to work out. I didn't really work out. I just kind of went on long walks every morning, so I was always active, but I wasn't necessarily doing my regular, you know, going to my trainer and going to spin class just because for me, I was like, oh, I want to be extra careful my first trimester, and then I honestly wanted to just eat kid food <laughs> just to survive like nothing. <laughs> sounded good I remember one night I tried to make a salmon dish and I literally took one look at it and I was like yeah this isn't gonna happen <laughs> so I, I did a lot of um you know like pbjs but tried to be healthy and do like my good bread and things but I had to do a lot of like brown rice pasta and things just to kind of get through the nauseousness but I didn't necessarily yeah. throw up a lot it was more of just that nausea and I was just exhausted I could have slept yeah. all day <laughs> right oh yeah, yeah. I, I mean that was 
I, w- I actually went back to kids' food, too. I ate peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Oh, I, yeah. Like, the whole first trimester, it seemed like. Oh, That's what I sure. lived off of. Yeah. Every and, time I was I with mean, my nieces, they'd have their chicken fingers, and I'm like, oh, man, that looks so good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I feel like you do. I don't, I, in my experience, and I feel like um, in my sister's experience as well, we, there was a lot of, like, reverting back to what was comfort food when we were kids because we're just like, oh, yes. we don't feel good. We just feel icky. We want something, mm-hmm. like, comforting. For sure, just something to coat the stomach to where you don't have that nausea. But really how I knew I was pregnant, which we were actively trying, so it wasn't like I was shocked when I found out I was pregnant. Yeah. But I could really, my first tell that I was pregnant was just how tired I was because I I'm a naturally very energetic. I'm a morning person, and I was just just worn out. I felt like by the end of the day, I, like I couldn't hit the head my head to the bed fast enough. Yeah, I I totally resonate with that. Yeah. So you, the reason I we I, we got in touch actually was that you've written your birth story on your blog, and while I was reading through it, there was a sentence in here that really like jumped out at me. I'd love to talk about it with you. So while you were pregnant. You You said that you had told people that you were having a natural birth, but you felt judged and often had women telling you that you should go get the drugs. Um, So how was that experience of having all of these other women who may or may not have given birth themselves telling you how you should give birth? Honestly, it's so frustrating because I feel as women, we have to support each other and there's no right way. And I would never judge someone else based on how they have a child. I think that for every person, like I said, earlier it's you know it's every person is different but I had a lot of people and especially I feel like older people that that's just it's just so foreign to them they're like we never did it that way why would you do this when you have the option to have the drugs like why would you take that pain so they say and I have a great um, woman in my life she was actually my doula for my birth and she's really I've known her my whole life and she's just she would give us massages she would do acupuncture on me she's just kind of wellness yoga guru and she's really who um led me to really in my holistic lifestyle and I remember when I would vent to her about how you know I'm really frustrated because I I feel like everyone's just trying to get in my ear and it's making me second guess myself a little bit you know and she would say you know you kind of just have to shut people up in the sense of you have to say listen if you're not going to have anything positive to say I would just prefer you maybe not to say anything at all and might sound harsh but you kind of just have to lay it straight it's because I all I wanted was positiveness around my birth and if you're not going to bring that then that's that's okay but maybe just go talk behind my back and don't pinch my face (laughs) right yeah well it's a really great way to kind of set boundaries early on yeah um even before the baby is born so I love that you did that and really like stood up for yourself and your choices and we were really like your own advocate which I love Mm mm-hmm Exactly. Because when you go into that birth, you have to, I think it's it's all mental when you have a natural birth, in my opinion. Obviously, being physically in shape definitely can have its benefits. But I feel like when that moment comes and you're in that pushing and you're in your head the whole time, and if you have any of that negative thought flying around, it's it's you don't need that. You just want to have all the positive vibes and people around you that are just going to love and support you. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It is definitely a mental head game. It's like your body. Mm-hmm. I think you wrote in your blog as well that we are we're built to do this, but it yes. really just comes down to like the mental game. We have to play ourselves. We can mm-hmm. we can do this. You just have to remind yourself over and over that you can. Yes. And I remember one of my um, one of the midwives at Origins, 
kind of saying to me early on in one of our um, appointments, you know, there's a time in your birth that you might say, I can't, like, I can't do this. Or, you know, you're kind of telling everyone out loud, your husband, like, okay, I don't know if I can do this. And I just remember as I was going through birth and I actually never had that moment. And I was so proud of myself after because I was like, you know what? I never had that. I can't moment. And I can totally understand how people say that and you don't really mean it you're not actually going to do anything because you're you're in it so you're not getting out of it but, yeah but, yeah you know, it's you can't help it it's just it's just part of our nature is to think that way whenever you're kind of in that whole mental game mm-hmm. very true very true so you mentioned that your birth center was origins how did you choose origins as your birth center so the one friend that I mentioned earlier, she um, actually had her child um, in the birth center in McKinney, and I'm kind of blanking on the name of that now, and she left it. Yeah. So I went and looked at that one in McKinney, and then I went to Origins, which I just kind of looked online, and she had had a friend that had had a baby at Origins, and she, the friend had moved, and every time she has a child, she comes back just because that's how much she loves Origins. So I was yeah. like, okay, I've, I've got to visit this place then. And it was just one of those things that right when my husband Caleb and I walked in and we met with one of the midwives and just toured, it was like, I just knew, you know, you just kind of have that feeling. And when I left, I was like, this is definitely the place for us. I really connected well with the initial midwife. There's only three midwives in their practice there. But the initial one that I met with, we just clicked and I was like, I felt so comfortable and I just kind of knew right then, all right, we're 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 going to have our baby here. Yeah. I love that you listened to that kind of intuition that this was yeah. the place. Because I feel like when you're choosing a birth center, it's almost like choosing what kind of birth that you would like to have. It's really just comes mm-hmm. down to like a personal preference and who you have that connection with. When one is not better than the other, midwives in exactly. DFA especially are incredible. It's just who you get along well with. So I love that you listened to that part of your intuition. Yes. So coming back to either pregnancy, I know that kind of towards the end of your pregnancy, you guys made a big, a big move really close to your due date. <laughs> yes, we are the crazy people that a month before my due date, we moved to Dallas. So we had moved north, which we're from mm-hmm. um, an hour north from here. So we had moved there for a few years. And, you know, it's like when you get pregnant, you kind of really think about where you want to be in life and, you know, oh, yeah. schools. And just it's just weird once you get pregnant. You're like, okay, what am I doing and what's my plan? Yeah, <laughs> so it we, really, really evaluates, like, your whole life. It's so funny because it really what I had never even thought, let's move back to Dallas. Because we had lived here, like, when we were right out of college, you know, and you're having fun mm-hmm. before we got married. Then we slowly went north for my husband's career. And then we just realized, you know, we're a little younger. Um, I'm going to be 28 in August, so we're kind of younger. So I was like, we just missed Dallas. Like my sister and her and my cousins and all their kids live here. The schooling is so great here. And so we were like, all right, let's just do it. You know, there's never a good time to move. But you know what I will say? I think it worked to my benefit because I didn't have to do anything. <laughs> I, I was so pregnant that we, Caleb had to do all the packing, and I just got to hang out and watch everything get done. <laughs> That's a good tip for going forward. Anybody who wants to move, just plan it around a yes. pregnancy. <laughs> Honestly, I'm like, this worked out great. I'm going to tell all my friends, just move when you're really pregnant. You don't do any lifting. <laughs> oh, wow. That's so great. So, like, when, so as you're getting, like, so... Do you, the birth 
like the due date is always kind of very subjective to a lot of things. Yes. It's more like a birth month. How did you feel moving so close to the birth date? Were you pretty confident or were you a little bit nervous that you might go into labor earlier or later? You know, for some reason, I just knew in my heart of hearts I wasn't going to have her early. I can, mm. I'm so tall and I'm just like, I'm pretty, like, I was working out a lot, and I just, am, I feel like I'm, I know my body pretty well, and I'm pretty in tune, which obviously you never know, and that was a risk that, you know, worst case, we're not all moved in, and you make it work, but yeah. um, whenever we moved in, it was still a month around before my due date, and I remember the midwife saying, usually with your first, you, you go up around a week late. The odds mm-hmm. of you actually having your baby before your due date are pretty slim with the first, so I was kind of just rolling with it. I was like, well, we'll work with whatever comes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love that. So as you, as you guys like moved and you're settled, but how does the birth story begin? Well, the worst, probably what was harder than the birth was when we moved, I got the flu like two oh. weeks before my due date, which was awful because I, anyone that's in the Dallas area knows how bad the flu was this year. It was awful. Yeah, it was and really bad. You know, when you're pregnant, all of everything goes to baby. So my body just couldn't kick it like it would have normally. So I was kind of a week there where I was struggling. I was throwing up. I had like lost some weight just from how much, how nauseous I was. And so that was probably the worst part of our move slash before my due date. But once we got through that, um, we were all right. But that was definitely our speed bump we hit. <laughs> But whenever mm. I knew it was labor time, I had the de- it was I guess I was about a week late. She came, my due date was, was the 14th, and Temple came on the 19th, which was a Friday. Mm. And that morning, I woke up and I had lost my mucus plug. So I knew, uh. you know, when that happens, it could be that day or it could be two days. You know, that's kind of what from what I had read and things. It doesn't necessarily mean baby's coming right now, but right. I was. The day before that I was having, you know, I could tell a little bit of tightening and a little bit of contractions here and there, but nothing at all consistent or anything like that. So on Friday, I I told Caleb when I woke up, I was like, I I feel like today's the day, but at the same time, I haven't had a kid before. I don't know. So I go to lunch with my sister and mom, and they're pretty much just trying to distract me because they know I'm getting (laughs) anxious. You know, at that point, you're just wanting to find anything to do. You're walking. You're just trying to get baby out so we went to lunch and I had gotten a kale salad and I had like it went down the wrong tube but I swear I had like a a choking attack at the table and I'm telling you that is what put me in labor (laughs) I coughed I coughed up so much and I was like after that we came home and within an hour my contractions started coming on to where I was starting to track them and I was like that dang the kale salad did it Oh, my gosh. It kind of was, like, forced you into labor a little bit. It did. It did. It was a kind of a good thing. So, yeah, wow. I was home with my mom, and it was Friday around one thirty ish Caleb was at work, and my mom was helping me hang photos. We're kind of still doing some house stuff. And I tell my mom, okay, these are kind of becoming consistent. And so I get my little app out, you know, where you can track the time and all of that fun yeah. stuff. And I – I could just tell my contractions were happening. They were they were getting closer and closer together pretty quickly. And the rule mm-hmm. for most birth centers, or at least with origins, is the 411 rule. You know, they don't want you to come in until you're having 
contractions every four minutes that last a minute long, and this has been happening for an hour straight. Right, so yeah. we we live an hour from South Lake and Keller area. So I'm thinking, okay, Friday traffic. Mm. I'm a little bit like we have our bags, you know, already ready because we knew it was going to be any day now. And I'm thinking I would rather just for my own peace of mind get over to that area before I'm really having crazy contractions. Yeah. The worst case, we go and we labor, you know, and hang out. But at least I know I'm close to the birth center. Mm-hmm. So I made that judgment call. So I told Caleb, all right, get home. And we had at around 3.30, so we missed most of the traffic, which I'm so glad I did this because once we got there, everything kind of happened pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. And I, I called the midwives on the way up there, and they um, they told me to just – she had actually just finished up a birth. So she was there, and she was like, why don't you just go ahead and come in, and I'll check you. And then, you know, depending on how far you are along, then we'll let you either go somewhere else in labor or you can hang out here. We'll see if you're in active labor yet. Yeah. So um, Gina was the midwife on call origins, and she checked me, and I was already, like, dilated to – a five, I think, five or six, and like 50% of face. So I was in my contractions were like, you know, four or five minutes. So I was technically in active labor, yeah. but she pretty, she pretty much gave me the option. You can hang out here or you can go like walk around somewhere and just labor on your own. So that, because from what they have told me, they usually say one of the main reasons a lot of times people transfer to the hospital is more just like a mind game of you're in the same location You've been there for hours on hours, and you kind of get in your head like, okay, something's not right. Why am I still here? <laughs> you know? Right, yeah. Why isn't this moving forward kind of thing? Yeah, so you're kind of just, when, you, when you're in the same room, you're kind of like, all right, it's been, what, 18 hours, and I still, I'm still pregnant? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so honestly, I'm so glad, and I love to walk around and do all that. And I was like, let's go to the South Lake Town Square, and I'll just labor there until I'm really uncomfortable and come back. Mm. And that was probably the funniest part looking back at my birth story because if anyone has been to South Lake it's like their town square is like the spot to be on a Friday afternoon (laughs) and everyone's out you know getting drinks and I'm this extremely pregnant girl walking around and you know every couple minutes bending over and breathing through a contraction (laughs) and I know they're all thinking this crazy lady needs to go to the hospital (laughs) right oh wow so yeah, so that was an interesting part, but I did that for about an hour, and I think that was what really helped speed up my labor. Mm. Yeah, so once we did that, we 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 went to head back, and that was when there was a lot of traffic. So that was probably the most uncomfortable part was being in the car and having yeah. those, you know, those you're getting to the intense stuff. So. And I was starting to get nauseous. I was in transition, so I was very nauseous and needed to throw up, but my body really wasn't just because I was in the car. Yeah. And like clockwork, right when I walked into Origins, I just threw up because <laughs> <laughs> my body was like, okay, we're here now. We can we can do this. But I remember my midwife telling me, okay, but, you know, the good thing about throwing up is that counts as, like, three huge contractions. And I was like, all oh. right, I'll throw up all day if that's the case. Right, yeah, let's keep it going. <laughs> exactly. So that wasn't bad at all. And um, from there on is when we, you know, I got in the bathtub at that point. Um, and you can stop me if you want to ask or if you want me to keep talking on it, I can. Um, but we got in the bathtub at that point because I always loved baths. So I was, like, so pumped to get in the bath. <laughs> and yeah. really that, 
I thought really took a lot of the pressure off as being in the bath and it was just so relaxing and I'd been on my feet walking that whole time Mm. so I labored in the bath for about an hour and at this point it's probably you know like 7 30 and I did that for about an hour and then I labored on the on the um, little ball and then she checked me again and I was at an eight which was Mm. awesome and almost completely a face so I was pretty almost ready to rock and roll so then we started walking the stairs <laughs> oh man crazy. they kept you moving <laughs> I know I'm like I got a workout so then right. I walked the stairs and you know that was tough but it definitely helped a ton but at this point my water hadn't broken which was mm. really the the most uncomfortable time just because my body right. at this point telling me to push and I'm getting to the you know I'm at it I'm dilated probably to a nine at this point in the stairs and my body wants to push, but I have that weight of my water not breaking. So mm. we tried to let it break on its own and did all the things. And then she ended up having to put me in. We got in the bathtub and she broke my water. And that was like the most relieving feeling ever. It was great. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay, now I'm ready. Yeah, I've heard that. So my water broke while I was in labor. So it, we didn't have to break it. And yeah. I, I was in the tub when it happened. So I didn't actually uh-huh. notice it. Um, yes. But what I've heard from so many women is that the pressure from the water not breaking is mm-hmm. so intense. And when it does finally break, it's just like a huge rush of relief. Oh, it is. And people think, oh, did that did that hurt when they broke water? I'm like, no, that was like the most relieving thing because it feels like a heavy balloon almost like weighing right. you down. And, and it it is crazy because I think when you're younger, you think and you see all these movies and you think, oh, you're pushing the whole time. And that's well, not the yeah. case. You're just you're just breathing through contractions, and it's not push time till you're you know out of ten and everything. And at that point, my body was it's just amazing how a woman's body is. You're you know it's saying it's push time, but your body's mm-hmm. like, wait, we we can't yet. <laughs> so so once she did break that, I was like feeling so much better. Oh, that's awesome. I love that you also said that like your your. I've said this to a few other women too. It's like your body. It has a mind of its own. Like you're mm-hmm. either going to fight against it when it's time to push yes. or you're just going to go, you're just along for the ride. Your body's going to have to yes. be regardless of what you do. For sure. You have to just embrace it. And it's one of those things that, you know, you're that much closer to meeting your baby that it's, you're just so excited. And yes, the pushing is exhausting because you've done all this laboring and now it's time to really give it your all and you're using every ounce of energy but it's also so exciting when they're like, okay, we're starting to, you know, see your hair and see, see things. And you're just like, wow, I can't believe, like, we're in this moment finally. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. So they break your water in the tub. Did you end up having her in the tub or did you get out? I did. And that was my, you know, wish, which, you know, I feel like when you're in it, you never know. Like, I had a friend that she wanted to, thought she was going to be in the tub and ended up, you know, being on the bed just because that was what mm. was most comfortable for her. But the bathtub, I could have been in there all day. I loved it. Oh, I <laughs> she had to like that. force she had to like force me out. She's like, Okay, <laughs> we need to take a break. <laughs> yeah. So once whenever she broke my water, it was after that, I feel like Temple came within like forty five minutes and that was when oh, it wow. was go time and push time and I feel so lucky because for a first time mom, I mean I got there at, you know, six and had her by ten forty, which was yeah. amazing. I was like, wow, that that was so much quicker than I had mentally prepared myself for. Um, (laughs) But, yeah, so I did. I had her in the water, and it was the most 
spiritual, beautiful moment of my life. Oh, I love it. That is so beautiful. And how was, like, immediate postpartum? Like, you, did you bring her up to your chest and kind of hang out in the water for a while, or did you get out and kind of hang out as the family? She let us hang out in the water for a while. She had to kind of flip me over just to get Temple out, and then we mm. stayed in the water. And, you know, Caleb was kind of just behind me, kind of, you know, behind my shoulders, so he wasn't in the water or anything. But I just we just got to hold her and, you know, kind of enjoy and have our little moment for, I, I would say, like five or ten minutes. And then from there, you know, they they got us out and made sure we were all good. But yeah. um, it was – it's having a natural birth – I felt, A, you're so present, but mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, it, it was who was in that room was, was just, I felt like it was just so spiritual. It was just my husband, my doula, the midwife, and then the little videographer. And, I mean, it was just, it was so, so, so spiritual. And I loved that everyone in there I knew. It wasn't anyone random. I I got to have that moment with Caleb, and then even when we got out, I never felt like people were hovering over Temple. They didn't mm-hmm. take her from me right after. So that was that was something that I – that's half of why I wanted to have a natural birth, because I wanted that after, and I, it exceeded every expectation. Oh, that is so beautiful. And I love that – there's the phrase you said, like, nobody hovered over Temple. I love that, because yeah. I feel like that is a very common thing. Um, mm-hmm. if you, if you don't have like a, like a smaller group, um, like either mm-hmm. at home or a birth center, like people do tend to hover over the baby. And especially if you don't know or trust them, it can be very like anxiety inducing for a new mom because yes. you just had a baby. And it's crazy how, you know, instantly when you have that baby, that just like mama guarding, <laughs> like the lioness instantly hits to where <laughs> I remember it's. It's even my husband, too. I remember they're like, okay, daddy gets to hold her. And I remember thinking, oh, but I miss her. Like, I need her back. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, oh give, give me my baby. And my poor husband just wants to hold his baby. But I'm being selfish. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, no, I don't I don't, I don't, don't want to give her up yet. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's such, like, a good, like, protective mothering instinct, too. Like, yeah. this is, like, I have this child to protect now. Like, nobody else can take her. It really brings you to, like, a very primal, like, intuitive state. Right after it really, and it, you know, everyone tells you, oh, you'll, you'll have your mommy instinct. And I always tell my friends, it's, it's such a real thing and mm-hmm. you just know what to do. And obviously we all make our mistakes and we don't do it perfectly, but you really just, you just know what your baby needs, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So Temple is six months old now. How has yes. the last six months postpartum been? How have you felt? How has she thrived? We have been great. My, I honestly, other than the next day, just like being sore and feeling like I like ran a marathon. I mean, <laughs> I, I felt so, I was so empowered. I feel like the the ride home, I had so much adrenaline, which mm. is crazy. We left, we left the birth center within four hours of having Temple, which people are always so shocked when I tell them that. But they had told me before, you know, if baby and mama are good, we're not going to make you sleep here. Like we're going to let you yeah. go home. So I remember we drove home at like 3 a.m. and I was in the backseat of Temple and I was just telling Caleb, I'm like, I am woman, hear me roar. You know? <laughs> I felt so empowered and just like, it was. it's incredible that our bodies could do something so amazing. And then within a few weeks, you're you're like, you're back to normal. I mean, obviously to to an extent, you still have to recover and everything. But I felt great. You know, you have to be careful of not, you know, 
getting too much on your feet. And I'm, I'm bad about that. I like to keep everything clean and do all that. So I kind of mm-hmm. learned, okay, I need to, I need to rest when Temple rests. That's the real thing. Yeah. <laughs> but Temple's been so awesome. Breastfeeding, latching was great for us. We didn't really have any issues there, which I know can be really tough. I have yeah. friends that, that you just never know, you know, she didn't have any tongue ties or anything like that. So we really lucked out in that department and we're still exclusively breastfeeding. And that's something that I, I love and I didn't know how I would feel about it. I was actually probably a little more nervous about breastfeeding than birth, which sounds crazy, but I just wanted it to go so well that I was nervous that it wasn't going to. And, you know, you're like, oh gosh, what if, you know, we don't can't breastfeed and then you have to use formula and, you know, no matter what, your baby's going to be fine. But I have, I'm so blessed that it, that's gone well for us. Yeah. It's kind of a similar story to what we hear about childbirth. You don't immediately go to, um, like, a natural birth at a, at a home or at a birth center. It's, but mm-hmm. when we think about birth or breastfeeding in, like, mm-hmm. most of society, the stories you hear are hard stories of breastfeeding. Well, it didn't work yes. out because of this or it was hard because of this. And there's mm-hmm. not a lot of very positive breastfeeding stories um, until yeah. you kind of get into that world and you find people who have good, have had good experiences. So it's very similar yeah. to what we hear about birth, that birth is hard and because of this and because of this. Mm-hmm. And it's so important to know that, yes, both of those things can be hard, but there are resources and options to help us in exactly. each scenario to make it as best as we can. For sure. And that's where, you know, if you really want it, you kind of, you have to work at it. Sometimes it's Mm. not so easy. And I know for some women, they're like milkmaids and they're like, this is the best thing ever. (laughs) But, you know, if you want to breastfeed, it's those first couple of weeks, you're tired. And, you know, there's only so much that husband can do because if you're exclusively breastfeeding, you're the one that has to get up every time. And so I understand Mm. that it's tough, but it's one of those things that that was so important to me. And I just knew the benefits of it that I was I was going to fight through no matter what, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I mean it's birth I feel like prepares you so much for motherhood in the in the sense that a lot of birth is the mental game which prepares mm-hmm. you then for motherhood because like we talked about there is a point in labor a lot of times where you feel like you can't do it but you come out this stronger woman on the other side and that stronger woman is the one who walks through motherhood now. Yeah. It's and every time you come through something in motherhood that it's hard, if we can remember to go back to that mindset of, okay, A, I had a baby. Like, that's incredible yeah. in itself. And B, I got through that so I can do anything. I mean, that just makes the world of difference in motherhood. Exactly. And it's all seasons. My mother-in-law always reminds mm. me of that. You know, every obstacle, you know, a sleep regression or a breastfeeding stumble or whatever, it's all just a part of the season. And once you become a mom, it's, you're forever changed in the most beautiful way in all of the hard things and the lack of sleep. It's just so worth it that it's not even a problem because it's like you have this beautiful baby and that's just part of it. That's what you signed up for. Yeah. Oh, that was so beautiful. So as we kind of wrap up here, I would like to ask you one more question. If you had one piece of advice for any mom who is trying to conceive or maybe is currently pregnant, uh, what is one piece of advice that you would give them to better their pregnancy, birth, and motherhood experience? I would say that what's been, what I think was a game changer for 
whenever Caleb and I began to try to conceive and why I had overall a very positive pregnancy was I went to a functional medicine doctor or a naturopath. And mm. when I decided, okay, we're t- it's time to have a baby or I want to get pregnant, I really wanted to be at my optimal health in, mm. in order to conceive and just to have a great pregnancy. And I feel like getting on the right supplements and having blood work done and and just kind of figuring out exactly what my body needed, it made it that much easier to have that pregnancy and you feel so good and you're on a great prenatal. And I love that. And then after the fact, you can go back and you can kind of get those hormones back to a balance. So whenever I have friends that are trying to conceive and they're struggling and, you know, it's easy to listen to your doctors and, you know, you think, oh, I have to go to this next step. But really, it might be something so minor as to a small, deficiency, a small deficiency, and you just kind of need to get on top of your health a little bit, and it will just help you be a better mom and get, have a better pregnancy, and you're going to just feel your best. Mm, I love that. It's very like put, you have to take care of yourself first before you can take care of somebody else. Exactly. And I really love that message. Yes, that's been that. Going into a functional medicine doctor, I'm I feel the best I've ever felt. Just you know taking care of myself and really being on it because every person you you need something different than I need you know we're not all the same and not the prenatal that works for me may not be best for you so it's just kind of you I think that it's worth going out there and finding someone that's really looking at your genetics and what your your blood work and seeing what you need yeah I mean no that makes such a big difference any personalized care I feel like makes just a huge difference because it can be so customized to what you specifically need and just creates the best environment for you in general. For sure. And it might help you not have any of those baby blues and all those things that, you know, and I do think a natural birth is, is helpful in that sense to where your hormones are just, you don't have the medicine in you. So, you know, you have a better chance of your hormones coming back to normal quickly, but having, you know, a functional doctor, I think definitely can be helpful. That is amazing. Well, thank you so much, Madison, for coming on the podcast and sharing your story with us. It's so beautiful. And I love that you're very, just, you feel empowered and that comes through in the way you speak about your experience. And I just love that so much. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I really enjoyed talking about it. I could talk about my birth all day. It's the best. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. If you guys have a birth story you'd like to share, feel free to reach out to us at dallasbirthguide.com. You can email us, Facebook us, find us on Instagram, because we would love to share your story. Have a great week.